ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? why you still think it's funny you know it's coming the all right all right all right doesn't go anywhere but ladies and gentlemen i can say the same thing about sex i laughed during that too i don't need to know that this is the you mad bro podcast episode number 39 titled to be determined this week is back to coronavirus we're not really talking about uh joe biden although bernie sanders did endorse him and new york times kind of fucked up in uh, reporting about it uh, about the harassment, I mean, from last week. So it's a follow-up episode to be coming. Not at all. I'm just kidding. But this week, we're talking about coronavirus versus God in churches. That should be fun. God. Hot take. <laughs> Me and Nash always have a hot take on the Catholic Church. Let's see how many priests we're going to get by the end of the month. Oh, we're talking about the Catholic Church? Catholic Church. Not even, like, a real one? As opposed to... Church of Scientology. Yeah, Scientology yeah. is the real church. Uh, well, also talking about Your condoms, condoms, rubbers that goes in hand in hand with uh, Catholicism, and we're also talking about fast food workers in California starting a strike, which has kind of been expanding across the country, uh, kind of in pretty shitty work conditions. You know, shittier than normal. But let's start off with um, God versus Rona. <laughs> Heavy as fuck. All right. Let's do it. Let's dive on in. All right. So about a dozen states that have issued stay-at-home orders during the, during the coronavirus pandemic have also made exemptions for religious gatherings. Like potlucks and like... Uh, I don't think potluck is religious <laughs> gathering. <laughs> um, but like, you know, going to church on Sunday. You know, the Easter was just the other day. So people like to go to church on this time. All the fakers like to go to church. Yeah, dude, my church, when I used to go to church, they loved to roast people on Easter who just came on Easter. Who just show up and it's like, you're still going to hell. To which I respond, Got him. To which I respond you can't go to a place you don't believe in. But that's neither here nor there. Um, oh, no, trust me, you can. So... <laughs> So a dozen states have issued stay at home, but it, it makes exceptions for social gatherings, uh, religious gatherings, which means you can still go to church. Six of those states are led by Democrat governors, uh, five by Republicans. Um, so don't think that this is a bipartisan, uh, this is a partisan issue. Um, don't be blaming left or the right. This is everyone's stupid. Um, so a combination of mixed messaging from leaders, misreporting by the media, surprise, surprise, and the overlapping decisions made by the state, country, and city levels have led to confusion about the exemptions because people have been getting arrested. Um, even in states with clear bans, several religious, religious leaders have continued to hold gatherings, arguing that banning them violates the First Amendment. Now, Nash, we're going to get into the law. I'm going to ask you straight up. Does this violate the First Amendment? Um, yeah, but also we're not in, like, normal operating situation yeah. based on the circumstance. Yes, um, but that's, that, that's one reason, that's one reason, I mean, you're wrong, but, um, you're not completely wrong, so. Me? Yeah. No, I'm not wrong, it violates it. It, it doesn't completely so it does violate it. It says you you can't be there in person. Where? You can't gather at a church for your social get for your religious gatherings. Where does the first amendment or the First amendment says you can't restrict on religion, yeah. freedom of religion. Yeah. But th- these laws aren't saying you can't not practice your religion. You just can't do it in a social setting like that. Well, going to church isn't even part of 
Christianity. So that's that's what I'm going to talk about later. So. Oh, okay, I'm interested in that. Um, so these laws have so also churches in Arkansas, California, Illinois, and other states have also have already reported outbreaks that spread among members after they have been held at large gatherings. So people who are going to church have also been coming um, with the virus. So you know, that's oh, these large gatherings of people have been spreading the virus. That's fucking crazy. It's as if we all knew that. Yeah. So churches are also a hot spot in general. In February, six people who attended church conference in a in a hotel in Louisville, Kentucky, tested positive. North Carolina public health officials have said, "quote Multiple cases of the virus are connected to a March event held by the Faith Assembly Christian Center at another hotel in Durham." Our rural Minnesota has reported at least nine cases. Um, that were traced to one church and at least 10 members of a church in a suburb in Chicago got sick after March 15th service. In Arkansas, more than three dozen people have attended a children's event at a church tested positive at the end of March. So obviously, this is a hot spot. So uh, yeah, don't go to church right now. It's just clear evidence. And people don't realize like, sort of how historically this has kind of been a huge point because back like... In the plague, a in the plague days, you know, when we didn't know too much about medicine, sort of the first time it happened in Europe, they were like, "What the hell is going on? How is everybody getting sick?" And they started tracing back. Okay, where did everybody first start getting sick? Yeah, where were those points? It was like, okay, it's in this district. And that's like, oh, most of the people that were sick, actually, everybody who was using this well got fucking sick. And then they realized, okay, so this fucking well was a huge fucking problem because the water got contaminated. Yeah. Which, you know, that seems kind of like rudimentary for us right now, but that was like a huge discovery. And here we all know, in this modern age, what the hell causes it? Us, you know, getting together. Mingling. Mingling other people. And co-mingling. So the more you do that, the more it's going to spread. <laughs> you're, you're pooping on a lot of very, like, the, re- the reason we're such a good species is we learn things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, certain states and reverends and pastors are kind of just like, yeah, but God. So, for example, Florida, man. Um, Florida mega church pastor Rodney Howard Brown. So you know you can trust him, <laughs> right? Was charged with misdemeanor counts of unlawful assembly in violation of public health rules in Florida's Hillsborough County after running services for hundreds of worshipers at the river at Tampa Bay Church. This is a quote from him: "Quote: The First Amendment provides provides express protections to houses of worship and assembly." He said in a statement. Quote, there is no similar constitutional protection for commercial businesses, yet houses of worship and religious gatherings are signaled out for discrimination. Your response? I mean, where was this? Florida. I don't think Florida is too harsh on religious practices as a state. I think they just sort of understand that <laughs> I think Rodney Howard Brown loses more money when people don't come to his giant church. Yeah, I think I think that's the big issue here that um they're not making any money and they're not really eligible for uh you know that paycheck that the government's going to give out to everybody. But sort of what what does it say about like this law? All right, so, like, are you talking about in Florida or the first amendment? Uh no the the law here that that he's talking about no he's talking about the first amendment no but he's saying that his you know house of worship is being discriminated against because of this uh order so what is the order oh that I don't know it's just there's no social gatherings oh the county's order says businesses are not not listed as exempt can remain open if they can keep a physical distance of six feet between people. Um, that's from a person in the county, the, a representative. The river enforced social distance rules for its services and purchased a hundred thousand dollars of purification system. So someone he pretty much said, "Hey, I did my due diligence to make sure people in the church are safe. I spent a hundred thousand dollars on this purification system." Um, so there are ways in which you can balance a constitutional right to exist with protecting the health and welfare and safety of the people. And this church did that, and yet it gets punished. That's what a spokesperson for. 
um, in defense of the church, saying, hey, if we can keep social distancing six feet apart, you know, yeah, and this church is clean, why can't we have social gatherings? Yeah, he's right. I mean, the thing is, any type of travel is going to make the likelihood of spreading it higher. But, I mean, he does have a point just based off of him trying to enforce that. And it's not defined as a business, even though clearly mega churches are a business. So he's he's kind of right. He has a point. I'll say that he has a point. He's not doing nothing. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing. Because a lot of times we get stories, it's somebody literally doing the opposite or just not doing it at all mm-hmm. of what they say. And like, I, I under, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play the, uh, the, the unbiased game. I understand that in a time like this, religion can be very comforting. The idea of faith when you have literally nothing else is comforting. And being in your community with people who believe the same shit as you can be comforting. But it can I hate your fucking Fitbit, by the way. It can also be very dangerous to literally everyone else. In which Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cornister said during a Monday press conference that Howard Brown was reacting out of quote reckless disregard for human life. Yeah. I wouldn't call it reckless. He definitely had a disregard for human life, but it's not reckless. <laughs> If, I don't know if that justifies it, but he clearly thought about, you know, what he could do to keep his business because it is a business. I'm not going to bullshit that a mega church isn't a business. He definitely tried to keep his business alive mm-hmm. during the pandemic, which is a hard thing. Yep. So. so a few days later, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis implemented um, a statewide safer, safer in home order that explicitly allowed religious gatherings. So that doesn't make any sense either. Quote, there's no reason why you can't do a church service with people spread 10 feet apart, so we definitely ask them to abide by social distancing guidelines. But I think in times like this, the service they are providing is very important for people. Um, Santa said, despite the fact that there was no clear indication in his order that social distancing rules need to be followed. So the governor is saying, uh, yeah, we can do it. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, by, by the point I went up here, mixed messages and confusion. Yeah, it's like you can do it if you do it right, but doing it to begin with makes things difficult and more likely to spread it. Well, because so, here's the thing. The, the, the governor's towing a fine line here saying, Yeah. I'm not. Is it an election season? <laughs> you, you think? It's, um, he's towing the line of saying, like, I'm not going to overstep my power. Yes, I'm trying not to. Like the governments across, like national, fe- federal, local, and state governments, are all saying, like, "Hey, for the most part, we strongly advise you do this." Right? It's not martial law. Yeah. So because they don't want to take, they're afraid of being accused of taking away your liberties, your freedoms. Sort of what we talked about a few weeks ago was how once you declare martial law, everybody's on edge. Yeah. So there, you, you're literally you have to get told what what you can do. Right. So they're kind of playing it safe. Where he's saying, hey, this is what we strongly suggest you do, but he's still going to get you, we're still going to arrest you if you don't really follow. It's very confusing. It's a very weird place. It's kind of saying, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's confusing. I understand why this pastor dude is, is, like, is frustrated because he is doing the quote-unquote right thing to an extent, but at the same time, he's still being a danger to himself and the congregation. Yeah, I mean, more so the congregation because I imagine his pew is far above and away from everybody else every time. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. He's, yeah. on, he's on the stage. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a pew. Whatever. So It's what, not a stage because he's not acting at all, Daffy. Are you kidding me? To him, with him, divinity of the Holy Spirit. I wear a fancy robe and touch all children. I, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> all right, so let's go on to Texas. Pastor Juan Bustamante um, of City on a Ch- Hill Church in Houston filed a petition in the Texas Supreme Court along with two pastors and a conservative activist asking for Harris County Judge Linda Hidalgo, Hidalgo's stay-at-home order, to be adjusted to, clar- to classify religious services as an essential business, essential service, to which I say, no, the fuck it isn't. Religion is never essential. I, that's, that depends on who you ask, man. You can't just say that. <laughs> 
I I said it. To me, it's to me, it's not essential. Yeah, I get that. So Bustamante said places of worship should be designated as an essential at the time when people are losing jobs and some are on the very verge of suicide. That's a fair point. Like I said earlier, people go to religion and faith when they have almost like nothing else to turn to. The pastor said he has taken precautions for his congregation of 100 to 120 people, such as splitting services into three services with some outside to limit the virus's spread. Quote, this is a quote from himself, when people say that the church isn't essential, I mean, I don't really believe they know the extremity or the effect that it has on our communities. I believe that our community suffers most when the churches are closed. Gotcha, bitch. Boom. What do you mean? He got you. He's just like, yo, it's all those dicks that say it's not essential. Fuck you. And you were one of those people. I mean, he didn't say fuck you, but, like, he said it like a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you, do you view church as essential? Is that really – it depends. I don't. Well, as a – either way you look at it, whether you're – I mean, for me, personally, no. It's not essential at all. Um, okay, so how can you – okay, playing devil's advocate, how can you justify a church just to services being as essential – as a hospital, a food store, or even a liquor store. Well, the thing is, even as a <laughs> even if even as a Christian, you can't. The Bible doesn't say go to church, so it's not essential then. It's not even part of the religion. Okay, you've been. It's based off of Catholicism. All right, Catholicism all right. is the practice. That's the whole Pope bullshit. All right, hashtag Nash Tech Nash. Lay it on us. Well, it's just like you. You okay? You read the Bible. It never says go to church every week with everybody you know. It's like keep the Sabbath holy. And um, even if you're breaking bread with two or three people, you are still in the, in the church of the Lord. Because the church is never a physical thing. The church in the Bible is not a physical thing. Church typically, in most references, means the group of Christians. Mm. It just means people who are believing in christ that's what church means so, for the most part it's got some other definitions in the old testament so when did the idea of um going to church every sunday become a thing because you know keep keep the sabbath holy because well, be mean because well, how are they going to get money there so it's it's literally it's because of money yeah because you know catholicism became the biggest sort of christian form of christianity after and back then, I mean, how do you hand people money if you're not there? I hate religion. I hate it so much. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You don't have, like, that's even, like, God, like, God fucking, and none of it says you, you should go to this a building and do that. It just says you should, like, break bread in remembrance. Yeah. You should acknowledge that Jesus is there. If you If you are studying God on the Sabbath and asking for redemption... Even if it's just with your family, you are in church. Even if you're doing it alone, you are in church. I got to tell my mother that um, all those years of like her parents saying she needs to go to church more, I'm going to tell her she was right. <laughs> like, like, like my mother prays. Like at family, we wouldn't do like grace or anything. Well, we used to when I was little. Uh, when I was little, we also used to go to church. But like as we got older, we stopped going. Um because you know the age of reason but like we would always have sunday dinner as a family yeah we, we wouldn't talk about god or jesus or anything but like that, that could be is that considered church well the, the point of church is to sort of dwell on christ and ask for repentance all right so no we didn't go to church because you're not close enough okay but th that's the thing you don't have to go somewhere to do that you can be anywhere and do that that's the beauty of christianity it doesn't force you to be somewhere specific because you have to acknowledge in Christianity that everything is holy because everything is from God. Mm. And so one building that a bunch of people meet at is the equivalent to your family alone. Right. Every Sunday. It doesn't matter. Right. The Bible doesn't really define church past a bunch of people who believe in God. Okay. So with all that being said, can you still classify going to church as an essential entity during this pandemic? You can classify it as an essential entity, but the way these people are defining going to church, it doesn't meet 
how the Bible talks about going to church. <laughs> so they're hypocrisizing their own fucking religion. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, most people are. You believe what you want to. Yeah. I'm not hating on people. Like it, it's not a bad thing to go to church in the normal way that we do. Mm-hmm. It's very therapeutic for a lot of people. Yeah, but which I'm not going to say don't do that. I'll say you believe in gypsy hippie magic, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like. I'm not gonna call you a fool for going to church and give if it gives that kind of relief. But you also, you know, you have to remember that Christianity is a religion about being able to pray alone because there's a connection between you and God. Right. Nobody gets in between that. It's not about the show of it. That was that's the big. That's the hugest difference about Christianity. And Judaism and Islam, there's no show. It's all about your connection to God. Okay. Yeah. And so (laughs) saying it's essential, yes, for religious people, it is definitely essential. But how you're defining it as Christians, it doesn't meet the definition in the Bible because there really isn't one for church. Yeah, the Bible's most vague shit out there. And people take it. It gets gets specific. But again, because that wasn't important. Going... Going with a huge group of people wasn't important. It was just important that you all... Because <laughs> they'd get sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably. It, it's <laughs> just... Back then, they'd get sick. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the situation in Ohio and Nash. I'm going to play this clip for you. Hopefully, it's... Gets... Okay. Driving out of this Ohio parking yeah, lot is a woman who just attended a church service with dozens of other people, including children. Can I ask you about your decision to go to church to be inside that building? I wouldn't be anywhere else. Aren't you concerned you could infect other people if you get sick inside? No. People who don't go to this no. church. No. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' well, blood. Are other people who don't go to this church who you might encounter? All of these people go to this church. No, but you're going to be in places where other people I go are. to the grocery store every day. I'm in Walmart, what? Home Depot, all of those people. But you people. could get them sick from what happens. They the could church. get me sick, but they're not because I'm covered in his blood. Thank you very much. Oh, she's wrong. I mean, <laughs> I don't care how much blood you got on you. <laughs> I, I got, I got Jesus's blood. Yeah. So that was that was her defense for uh, going to church. She has Jesus's blood on her. Uh, yeah, that doesn't. I guess I just wanted to play that because that's how stupid people are. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So that was in Ohio. The Solid Rock Church in Monroe, Ohio, generated viral buzz Sunday after a CNN report showed numerous cars leaving a Palm Sunday service. When one of the drivers was asked if she was concerned about spreading the virus, she responded, quote, No, I'm covered in Jesus' blood. <laughs> that's not sanitary. No, that that's very that's very. Uh, you might want to get tested for STDs if that's the case. If someone's been dead for two two thousand years, has blood on you. Um, but she kind of does raise a point. Like, listen, like I can get sick at the grocery store. I can get sick at Walmart. I can get sick anywhere. I'll take my chances and go to church. Now, who is a government to say they can't do that? Yeah, no, they're allowed to. Yeah, sure, for the time being. But you think this is going to be cool? Okay. Oh, all right. You know, not even that argument. Better argument. We're already seeing people who have the Jesus's blood all over them that are getting sick from it. Yeah, this whole list I listed up above from literally a bunch of different states. And yeah, there are back mil- in February. There are a million types of people, million types of Christianity and all that jazz. So maybe theirs isn't the right one or whatever, but. I mean, that's just, there is, I, I was about to say there's science to prove you're wrong, but when has that argument ever worked here? Especially with Christians. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in a statement by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, he says, quote, it's not a Christian thing to do. That is, that is the best way to sum it up. Any pastor who brings people together in a close proximity to each other, a large group of people is making a huge mistake. It's not the Christian thing to do. I just messed up the notes, man. Yeah. But again, I think that's a good point here. The governor isn't technically forcing that much. It's strongly suggesting. He thinks he's towing the line of, the, he's towing the line of not taking rights away. But so the Supreme Court kind of got involved here. So the actual law, the First Amendment, um, the Supreme Court has ruled that the law cannot, quote, unduly burden a, religious, a religion unless there is, a quote, a compelling interest in, there is no precedent for a pandemic in the modern world of this scale and magnitude. 
So how would you? Okay, so the Supreme Court has ruled that law cannot unduly burden a religion. Now, in your opinion, Nash, you're a learned scholar. Have they done that? Has the law done that? And what does unduly mean? Unduly. Does it mean something you can't undo? Unduly. Wait, the law cannot unduly burden them. Um, no, it's unfairly, I would imagine. To an unwarranted degree, inordinate. Excessively. Okay. So my opinion, no. They haven't, it hasn't been an unduly burden on religion. And even if they say it was, there is a compelling interest due to a, a, a national health crisis. Well, the thing is, the way I see it, if you're going to go down that path of saying that they have, you'd have to then legally say in the Bible that you're supposed to be gathering the way you're gathering, and it just doesn't. Right, it kind of it, like what they're do, what they're what they're trying to practice, kind of goes against the basis of their religion. Not even go against it; it doesn't confirm with it. It doesn't say in their religion to do it the way that they're doing it. That's the big thing. There's literally a quote that says, even if two or three people are doing it, it's a church. <laughs> it counts. So you you don't need to do that. Yeah, so it's interesting, Nash. Some religious experts have um, commented on this, and none of them have said that. So religious freedom experts agree that the state laws regulating religion meeting during a pandemic does not violate the First Amendment because the government has a, quote, compelling interest to provide public health for the, for the country. So religious experts, religious freedom experts, are agreeing that they should be social distancing. Benjamin Marcus, a religious literary specialist at the Religious Freedom Center at the Freedom Form Institute. That's a lot of freedom in there. Uh, said executive orders would violate the First Amendment if they forbade groups from gathering online or if law enforcement, quote, disproportionately targeted certain groups, which they are not doing. Yeah, that was kind of my comment in the beginning. It's not like they're targeting the religious people. It's just like clearly you got a bunch of people going in this one spot. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like They're not saying, like, listen, pastors have, like on Easter Sunday specifically, have live-streamed their services. Like, when my, my grandfather got too old and he was, like, too sick to go to church, he would watch it on TV. He would watch services, like, in Italy or in Poland on TV. And he counted that as going to church. Yeah, because you could. You, you, again, you, you could do it anywhere. And the big thing why I know none of them have brought that up is because there's so many sects of Christianity. Your interpretation of the doctrine might be entirely different. Right. And that's fair. I'm just saying it doesn't blatantly state to do church like it says you're doing it. If, quote, if they allowed non-religious communities to gather in a large groups but not religious communities or vice versa, then it would be a different kind of scenario where they would be favoring religion over non-religion or vice versa. He's pretty much said that they're, uh, he's a good word for you, Nash. They're being agnostic in terms of where they can and can't uh, <laughs> gather. Well, I don't think you want to start calling Christians agnostic. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, not, not Christians. He says the government is being agnostic. Law oh, okay. enforcement is being agnostic. He's saying they're not discriminating against your group because of religion. You're being a group. You're being a group. <laughs> they're discriminating against your group because you're a group of 10 or more people. Yeah. So I would love to hear from people who are religious, who do go to church regularly. What do you think? Do you miss going to church are you still going to church is your church even still open go to you mad pod on instagram and facebook drop us a comment let us know um if you want to come and debate us about going to church and i mean i guess i should probably just clarify my understanding of the bible is that i'm not a christian but when i did have that belief it's a matter of if you follow essentially what jesus said on the sermon on the mount and you go to church, which is, again, how I said, just remembering every Sabbath that yeah. what Christ did. Mm -hmm. That's Christianity. Everything else is just kind of like, here's some, <laughs> here's some advice. But that's – it's not strict adherence to a code. Yeah. That was the Old Testament. Yeah. Religion, like I say, it's a lot, I say this all the time, religion is great on paper and people fuck them up. Yeah, and it's on paper. That's the thing. Go back and read the paper. <laughs> That's all I got to do. Go back and read it. 
Yeah, I feel a lot of people in religious and Christianity specifically need to, uh, you know, read what they actually preach and read it. <laughs> so, from the church, we talk about rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent segue, right? Condoms. There. So, this is a, this is mainly this kind of statements from Trojan. Obviously, the company that makes condoms. Nash, you like condoms, right? What? You like condoms? Where? No. <laughs> Where? <laughs> On your nose, Nash. For balloon, oh, God. For no. balloon animals. No. Right. Oh, for balloon animals, yeah. So Trojan Condoms, one of the largest condom companies in the world, in case you, did, in case you forgot, is urging online retailers to consider condoms, quote, essential items during a novel coronavirus pandemic. Condoms are deemed essential items would allow them to be delivered quickly like medical and cleaning supplies as retailers are leaving 30-day shipping windows for items deemed, quote-unquote, non-essential. So, Nash, I ask you, in your humble opinion, are condoms more essential than religion? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should condoms be considered an um, essential item? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should be. But also, because... Because, like, people shouldn't be, like, you know, going to see other people. Right. No matter how aggressively right. they, they, should they be, ask. They shouldn't be going to see people, but, like, you know, we know people who are, like, in relationships. Yeah, who are in where the quarantine. They, they, yeah. have, they have since moved in together in quarantine. So they're couples and they can be together. And when people are together... In a tight consp- tight space, they're gonna fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking doctor over here. Right? Like, actually, Freudian. It's just human nature. People are gonna be fucking more during this pandemic. Not all. I mean, I, I think it's probably about 50 50. Like, couples who are already in relationships oh, who yeah. live together, they're gonna be fucking more. Single people aren't gonna be fucking at all. <laughs> but people in relationships, they're most likely gonna be having sex more. So, and not even this, this is Trojan's official statement. More time together spells more sex. Duh. He, he actually said duh, too. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Weiss, Weiss, head of marketing for Trojan, uh, said in a statement on Wednesday, believing that condoms are just as imperative as toilet paper and kitchen towels to everyday life. I don't know about that, but they're definitely essential. The company advocates that it products that it that its products should be listed as essential goods by all retailers. Quote: Trojans, Trojan believes that condoms are essential to avoid sexually transmitted infections (STIs) and unintended pregnancies that can be avoided with their use. Why said condoms are more important than ever before, ever before, and should be considered essential products amid amid the COVID nineteen outbreak. Now that's a good point. If you get an STI. Where are you going to go? Well, I, I think, I, I feel like that's less of a problem because you shouldn't be going to see anybody else. <laughs> no, but well, true. I mean, but okay, people are going to break quarantine to have sex. That's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, even if they're not living together, if they live in the same town, like if they're down the block. Yeah, no, I get you, but what I'm saying is it's probably next more, town over it's probably more relevant for pregnancies because people who are quarantined together who are like going out or whatever they're intimate with each other like the chance of pregnancy has gone up exponentially yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gone a lot. And, and you can't get in it's gonna be yeah, extra difficult to get an abortion now well get that and not, they're not gonna be covered under the federal funding assuming either. not everybody wants to have an abortion the first chance they get daffy even if you wanted to have a kid now's probably not the best time when hospitals are filled with people with a highly infectious disease yeah like my cousin just gave birth and i was just like oh now it's not a good time to be giving birth in a hospital yeah it's 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 tragic timing for it so i mean granted you know there, there are different parts of the hospital i mean i, I doubt the pregnancy is near yeah, the er yeah but still when you're Sick with it. Where are you going? Hospital. Where are all the sick people? Are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is different parts and different sections usually, but you want to minimize moving at all. Yeah. You know, and having to go to a hospital, which is where all the sick people are. Right. I mean, even if you get an STI, right? Like, you wouldn't go to the hospital if you go to some medical clinic, which might even be closed. And if it's open, it's gonna be sick people there. You can be yeah. more likely to get something else. Right, so like condoms being an essential business to me, an essential item to me, just makes sense right now. 
New York's New York City Health Department even weighed in. In a press release on Wednesday, the government agency said that, quote, consistent and correct use of condoms are highly effective in preventing sexual transmissions of HIV and other STIs and unintended pregnancies. And that it, quote, urges couples to ensure they have effective forms of birth control at home for the coming weeks as they shelter in place. So... Trojan isn't the only condom seller that has seen a spike in demand since coronavirus quarantine. Sex product retailer Promiscent, for example, Promiscent, for example, saw a fifty-four percent increase in condom sales in March. Yeah, so the demand's there. <laughs> demand is there. The demand's well, not even a market thing. It makes sense. It makes way more sense because, I mean. How often, how many, you know, things have you heard about, especially going to a liberal college? Safe sex. It's a liberal art. Yeah, exactly. They, they would hand them out for free like the candy. Exactly. They'd be so, on tables at the student center, but I'll take one of these. It now that we're in the middle of a health crisis, it isn't important. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think they're thinking more even along the lines of people who have to manufacture them, right? Because, like, is it essential for the people to be making them? Okay. Assuming that people make them and distribute them and package them. Okay, but how are condoms made? Let's think about that. Because I have known nothing about condom manufacturing. But I'm going to assume, don't type it in. We're going to talk about it like logical human beings because we're not idiots. I assume not a single human really fucking does shit. You've got a bunch of guys in a factory, maybe like 50. You were probably all working on... <laughs> Look at this video, dude. <laughs> I, I assume that's what they'd be doing, dude. It's like, it's, it's, it looks like it's all in a factory. It's not even Exactly. People, people they, aren't even making them. And Exactly. They've just got people managing the machinery that's making them. And people like cleaning up after. Like people probably cleaning the machines, making sure everything's sanitized. That's what I said. Oh, sorry. And so, that, I mean... Continue talking. I'm just watching this no, video. No, there just aren't that many people that are going to be necessary in the manufacturing right. that are going to be close together. Right. Yeah, and you know what? It's just, this might be a lot of time to even bring it up, but it's just another part of the economy that doesn't need to close down. It's that many more people, you know? Yeah. It's that many more people, even if there are people who work in these conditions that aren't filing for unemployment, that people can't get. Like, if, if a business can stay open, I think it should stay open as long as it's taking the proper precautions for its employees. Yeah. Like, like you, it's easy to say this, this person for the head of marketing is clearly concerned about, hey, hey his business wants to make more money. Because this, this is a golden cash opportunity for, this, for these companies. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a company that should be staying open. This is a company that should be profiting off of this. Because it is important to some extent. And I bet during I bet all the people working on the floor in these factories are, are probably off the bat wearing some type of hand and face protection. Yeah. Just to begin with, because they're handling a lot of machinery and a lot of chemicals. Yeah. So it's like the safety precautions are almost already, already there, there because you don't have a lot of people literally doing something. All right. So we go from uh, one situation where an, a company could stay open profitably and be fine, just fine, to another one. Fast food. Now, Nash, I know you know how dirty fast food is without a global pandemic. <laughs> so let's go on to see how McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Subway, Popeye's, El Pollo Loco, and Waba Grill. I don't know what the fuck Waba Grill is. Um, is not taking care of its employees, you know, even more than usual. So employees have participated in a walkout, which was inspired by two strikes earlier this week or last week, if you're listening to this this week, at McDonald's locations in San Jose and L.A. L.A. doing something right for once. So California strikes. Nash, I know you haven't read up on this, but it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Fast food workers are striking throughout, I read it. throughout California on Thursday, last Thursday, demanding protection gear and sanitary measures to be taken as they work during the coronavirus pandemic. They demand things like hand sanitizer, masks, and other PPE. What's PPE? Do you know? Personal protective equipment. Perfect. Uh, they also demanding $3 an hour hazard pay in addition to what they already make, obviously, and two weeks paid sick leave if these workers exposed to COVID-19. Now, Nash, do you think that's a reasonable demand? Yeah, definitely. I feel like... Ha- that's specifically, even... specifically the $3 extra pay. I was about to say, I, I think that's even pretty low for I was pay. surprised they only asked for three dollars more that surprised me now personally 
Things like hand sanitizer, masks, and other PPE, even two weeks paid sick leave if they're exposed, yeah, 100%, they should get that hands down. $3 an hour pay, hazard pay? I don't disagree. I think for certain businesses, it's kind of tough to swing. But places like McDonald's, Burger King, these fast food chains. It's become infinitely more hazardous to do it. That, and it's it, they, they can afford, they should be able to afford to pay their workers. Right? And we even, we even talked about it a few weeks ago when it was about rent. Like McDonald's doesn't really have an issue since they own their buildings and they rent it out to the managers. They're not, oh, yeah. they're not asking for the rent payments. So, like, McDonald's specifically has some money to work with, with paying their extra employees hazard pay. So, yeah, hazard pay for McDonald's and fast food workers, those big chains, 100%. Like, 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 a, like, a, like, a, like a shop right, probably, for grocery store people. Yeah. Um... But I feel like that. I feel like I, I mean we've already kind of sort of seen that here. We haven't seen hazard pay because we don't work at grocery stores. <laughs> but uh, I mean we've seen people with gloves and masks on. Yeah, so. yeah. We we got in trouble the other day for not wearing a mask inside our Acme Acme supermarket because the governor of New Jersey mandated if you're in any store you need to have some kind of protective mask, even if it's homemade. Um. So now we know, and now we have masks. So, but like you know. That's good. And the fact that these stores are taking the precautions to protect their employees, like from what I understand, and from how it looks, the way they're presenting themselves, at least the, the shop rights and the supermarkets that we've been to, I think New Jersey and Hoboken in particular is doing a very good job. Now, I don't know if they have sick leave. I'm not, I don't want to ask. It's really inappropriate. I don't know if they have extra pay raise. I don't know if they're trying to unionize or whatever. But I think it's okay for places like McDonald's to go on strike because fast food. It's not as quite as essential, but if we see supermarket workers going on strike and no one can get food, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh indeed. Uh-oh. <laughs> because not only – because who are, who are the people, the public, you and me – I mean not you and me, but people like you and me, public in Hoboken, public in the city, public in rural areas, who are they going to support? The workers not working? Oh, the business owners keeping the business closed. Oh yeah, that's. It could turn the riots real quick. Oh, real quick. We don't want riots. So workers at a McDonald's on Crenshaw Boulevard in uh, San Jose, I believe, began walkouts after one of their co-workers tested positive for the coronavirus. Since then, two more of the location's employees had tests to test positive. First of all, this specific location should be shut down immediately. Oh yeah! Like what do you mean? the fact that it's still open, and their workers are protesting. Well, it's not open if they're protesting. Right. Okay. Well, but, I mean, they could actually have gotten new employees. I assume it's closed because they just started protesting. Right. But like, how can how can you justify one of your employees being tested positive and keeping your business open? The fucking NBA shut down. The whole league. Yeah, and they're not even a business that's... Well, I guess they are related on directly touching people. It's more of a closed environment, but you're literally handling hundreds of customers. Thousands. Yeah, every day. So. Well, okay, across the whole NBA, it's ten, It's hundreds of thousands. No, I'm saying for fast food. Oh, fast food? Probably thousands. Thousands of employees. Thousands, tens of thousands. No, thousands of people that they're just interacting with. Oh, hundreds of millions. Not even in a day, man. Across the whole country in one day, fast food? Not the whole country in one day, just one fast food chain. Oh, okay, thousands. Thousands, right? I would assume. Thousands. In Crenshaw, sure, I guess. It's highly populated. In LA, okay, the one in Times Square probably has tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand a day. Yeah. Got a lot of people, and that's kind of what the business is based off of, is touching people. Yep. Giving them shit you touch. So employees at this location want uh, two-paid quarantine, two-week paid quarantine because they are all likely exposed to the virus, which, yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm all for it. They're also asking for health care coverage for them and their families if they contract contact the virus, as well right. as contract the virus, as well as personal protection equipment and sanitation tools. Now, health care, that's a tough one. You want McDonald's to give health care coverage to their minimum wage workers? 
Well, no, I think it's actually they could probably get that pretty. <clears throat> they could get that pretty easily if they don't have any so any other sort of coverage with the hazard that they're working in. Right now, I will agree. If they were giving them hazard pay, they definitely. I don't think they could ask for healthcare in any way because you're getting paid more because of the hazard. Because the hazard, you're making that. You're but making because that they haven't been paid for the hazardous condition, yeah, I feel like they could definitely sue somebody for that. Like, I feel like some, a lawyer would do that pretty easily. Pro. Oh yeah, as soon as things go quote unquote back to normal, it's gonna be. Yeah, a lot of fucking lawsuits. So if you're a lawyer out there, get ready. You're able to get paid, bro. You get paid. But it's a good question. Question when it comes to the healthcare coverage, who's responsible for that? The costs, the individual, the government, the company, local government, state government, federal government. Who's responsible for something like this? The company for sure. Even if it means going under. Put okay. Put it this way. Let's play a hypothetical game. There are 20 employees at this, this local chain McDonald's on Crenshaw Boulevard. The company, the, the business, entity on its own, is forced to give two weeks paid plus healthcare coverage for all 20 employees, managers, dishwashers, whatever. And the business goes under. The location has to close. Well, that's if everybody contracts it and they're not paying hazard pay. Well, they're not paying hazard pay now. Okay. Right, like right now. But as if today. all twenty people got it, that one location, yeah, it could probably go under, as it should. I would say, even if if, if but if they're paying for the health care for the two weeks, it will most definitely one location will most definitely go under unless McDonald's corporate bails it out. Yeah, which it definitely won't do. Well, they might have to if they just sue McDonald's. Okay. McDonald's, the company itself, hasn't done anything about this. Right. Then, yeah, they're really fucked. Well, it's, well, it's what they're actually not doing is even more is astounding. But is it worth – because now all these people are going to be out of a job. Yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. Like we're in a pandemic, yeah. Right, but like, is but even when things go back to normal, they're gonna be out of a job. When things die down, these people could be out of a job because they're asking for healthcare coverage right now. Yeah, that's how sort of any riot works, or not riot, uh, protest. You're protesting to benefit your own rights. Yeah. But you can't fire somebody asking for more rights. Yeah. Duh. So. No, no, no. They're not going to get fired. The the business itself is going to go under. Not necessarily. If they're forced to pay health care coverage for all their employees, plus two weeks pay. If McDonald's does that, they'll be fine. I'm saying for that one specific location. I know McDonald's would give them money because that one, they're not going to sue that one location because that doesn't have as much money and it's not as responsible. McDonald's is more responsible and has way more money, so they're going to sue it. Okay. All right. So the protest is being organized by Fight for 15, which is an organization for workers' rights, meaning getting the minimum wage up to $15. That's a conversation for another day. So on Twitter, the L.A. chapter of the organization outlined their demands, which on top of PPE includes hazard pay and sick leave. We're demanding uh, money emoji, hazard pay, uh, mask emoji, masks, glove emoji, gloves, soap. Soap emoji, soap. Uh, and home, a house, paid sick leave to, to self-quarantine if exposed to the virus, for all fast food workers, not just not just those of us the bosses choose. Hashtag protect all workers. Again, that all sounds pretty reasonable to me. Um, fight for the fifteen serving McDonald's employees, with many of whom have concerns about working during the pandemic. Ninety-two percent say they have limited or no access to masks, which oh, is oh yeah, that's huge. That's fuck you, McDonald's. Forty-six percent. 46% said the same thing about gloves. Fuck you, McDonald's. 41% said that they have no... They said of so of hand sanitizer. Fuck you, McDonald's. A number of employees have also claimed that they do not have reliable access to cleaning supplies or soap. Which, again... That's just gross. Fuck you, a, McDonald's. From a business, like... I mean, this sounds pretty standard for McDonald's outs, in general. Outside of a pandemic... 
you should still have soap and shit. Over 40% said it is close to impossible to practice social distancing while at work. 22% also said that they have to come to work feeling ill since the outbreak started. Some said that they do not have sick paid leave and cannot afford to miss work, while others fear disciplinary action could be taken against them if they choose to stay at home. I'm amazed that only 40% said it's it's close to impossible to practice social distancing at work. So we've all seen McDonald's. It's just jam-packed back there for maximum efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. There is no way you can socially distance and have somebody at the register and have somebody grilling and have somebody frying and have somebody on the drive through and have somebody cleaning the restaurant. There's no way. Yeah, it's impossible. There's no way. I'm amazed. Only 40% of people said that that, that was the case. I believe they um, surveyed 800 workers. I don't know if that was this survey, but that was a survey. I remember my research. But still, no masks, no gloves, no soap. That's the fucking basic necessities. All right, easy. In a situation like this. Like, like put it this way. If you work at McDonald's and you're flipping the burgers... And you're not wearing a glove anyway? Ew. <laughs> Your grimy ass hands touching my food? And I feel like masks should be something optional as a given. For somebody not working a register. Yeah. Even for somebody working a register. I feel like that should be optional. Even outside of a pandemic. Here's the most disgusting part, Nash. An anonymous McDonald's worker based in Michigan also wrote a piece for Business Insider, so you know it's credible, expressing frustrations. Why do you say that? Do you know anything about Business Insider? Hey, like, maybe, maybe this time I actually mean it's credible. You, no, you can't say <laughs> it like that. That's one of, you do it for everything. Like, we don't, I don't know if it's credible. It probably is. It probably is. That's so, why I said it. So don't be saying that. I wasn't being sarcastic. I was being serious. Oh, so you know it's credible. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> Not very believable. No, I, I said it for like CNN, so you know it's credible. But this one, I was like, so you know it's credible. I'm assuming Business Insider is pretty credible. Um, anyway. Right, well, don't be saying that shit like you it's Nash? not. You want Nash? You can go to a church, all right? You get coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so. Take you to church, mother. This is from McDonald's worker in Michigan. Michigan. An anonymous. Anonymous worker, so you know it's credible. Michigan anonymous. Michigan anonymous. Okay. I have a compromised immune system and have been told that I am not allowed to wear any kind of mask at work because a quote might put the customers off. What? Go fuck yourself, whoever said that. I don't think anybody said that. Don't wear masks because it might scare our customers. Well, to that manager, I'm assuming, who actually said this. I think if they're not wearing masks, I'd be more scared. Yeah. I don't... Yo, fuck you. All right, man, I don't know if anybody would say that. Like, I don't... You're saying you don't believe this anonymous worker from Business Insider? I mean, I don't want to say that outright because he could be telling the truth. I'm just saying, like... It sounds hard to believe. Wouldn't you want to look like you're doing everything you can to ensure that you're not spreading it? So wouldn't putting a mask on, like, be more of a benefit? Because I assume the reason they don't have masks is they're hard to get. Yeah. Saying you're not allowed to wear a mask, like, that's kind of fucked up. I don't think an employer can prevent you from doing that. All right. So nearly a quarter of McDonald's workers say they've worked while sick during the pandemic, according to a new survey of 800 McDonald's workers. That's where I got the numbers from. Conducted by the Service Employee International Union, the survey also found that roughly half of workers have been discouraged or banned from wearing face masks or gloves. Yo, fuck. Yeah, all right. Now, I'm really fucking hating McDonald's right now. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up, man. All right, so it's easy It's easy to kind of have doubts against this one anonymous source, but a survey where it over half... Yeah, a survey with a bunch of people. Yeah, who, go fuck yourself, managers of McDonald's. You're being dumb. You're being discouraged. Well, that could be anything. Or 
banned from wearing gloves or face Now, the masks. people that are banned, we're going to tar and feather you because that's some fucked up bullshit. John Adams style. John Adams style, dude. With your tiny pecker. I don't know if they have a penis or not or the size, but yeah, we'll do it. All right. <laughs> so, so McDonald's responded to all this backlash in his statement. Go fuck it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's responded with a picture of Ronald McDonald shitting on a child. <laughs> Quote, we're continuously evolving our safety programs and modifying processes across the U.S. in order to help customers and restaurant employees feel safe. This is from Annie Christensen. More Christians, Nash. A spokesperson for McDonald's told Motherboard. So pretty much, we're sorry we got caught. We'll fix it. Um, <laughs> quote, our supply, our supply chain team is working tirelessly to secure critical supplies such as masks. Masks are starting to arrive in franchises... Franchise franchises franchisee franchisee and company owned restaurants. Nash, you're better reading the special segments. Read this one. <laughs> you better you're better at reading bullshit than I am. Masks are starting to arrive in franchisee and company owned restaurants with allocation going first to areas where the use of masks is required by law, to hot spots with a high level of confirmed cases in the community and then to the rest of the country. Furthermore, furthermore, Mickey D's will be sending more non-medical grade masks to the areas of greatest need and making gloves available to crew members in addition to rigorous hand-washed routines. I just imagine these masks are going to be like the like the large cups cut in half <laughs> with the rubber bands. They're going to have the the, 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 gold, gonna, the golden arches on them. It's going to be like the the fry the fry cup. <laughs> the fry cup. All right, Nash. I just want to make I just want to make a note of this. These last two notes were from a Fox News article. They said Mickey D's, not oh, me. I was. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were the no, one. No, 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 no. This this is a Fox News article. It said furthermore, Mickey D's will be quote. Fox sending News <laughs> knows how to reach the people. Fox News also said a, sp- a spokesperson from the Golden Arches also Dude. told. All right, so this is how they're being young and hip. A spokesperson for the Golden Arches also told Fox News on Thursday that a company-owned restaurants employees who are impacted by the virus will receive two weeks of paid leave to tend to critical health needs. Likewise, workers at a large percentage of franchise restaurants will receive emergency paid leave through the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. The spokesperson said, "The f- wait, wait, the." F- Fuckera. <laughs> fuck fuckera. The Fuckera. The Fuckera. The Fuckera Act. We have an episode title. <laughs> the Fuckera. Nah, that's not what we're talking about. We're calling it, we're calling it God, condoms, and fast food. <laughs> so yeah, McDonald's pretty much has said, We're sorry. 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 So sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> That's dicks, dude. I just, like, now I'm just imagining, like, a chicken nugget, like, box as a face mask. <laughs> I can't get this out of my head. Yeah. Someone's just using, like, a Big Mac as a face mask. Not even the box. Not even the box. It's the, the patty. <laughs> the extra bun. The extra bun. <laughs> Any final thoughts on God's condom and, and Big Macs? Big Macs, big, Big Macs, big dicks, and the big man upstairs. It's literally <laughs> just the most American episode we've had so far. Condoms, fast food, and God. <laughs> One month that school shooting. <laughs> We did it, y'all. We did it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to episode number 39 of the You Mad Bro podcast. God, condoms, and fast food, baby. If you like what you've heard here and you want to hear more, make sure you go back to um, ambiguousproduction.com till the end of the month. And we have our brand new website coming up um, with all of our other podcast partners to be named later. Um, you Mad Bro Pod on Instagram. You Mad Bro Podcast on Facebook. You Mad Bro Pod on Twitter. We don't really tweet much. I've been using social media the past few weeks. I've been busy. Nash, you want to start using social media for us? No, but I guess so. You want to start uh, putting out memes again on our Instagram and promoting people? Yeah, I'll get the meme lords up. All right, I'll, I'll summon the meme lords. All right, baby. Nash, what has, been, what has been your favorite wood meme? You know what I mean by wood. Oh, it was the one where somebody photoshopped. It took me a sec, but I remember 
somebody photoshopped Shrek's face on him and made him green, and it had a comment that said, what is this and why did my grandson like it? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next week as long as...